The NFL Divisional Round Recap Edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets or visit HOFBets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head over to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use that promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store, 15% everything when you use the co- promo code PLAYOFFS. I'm just about that action, boss. everybody to the nfl gambling podcast part of the sports gambling podcast network monday january the 22nd down to the final four in the national football league a couple upsets uh me personally had a shitty betting day or shitty weekend betting the nfl but hey there's always conference championship set sunday there's always super bowl sunday but if you're wondering who you're listening to i am money line mac and he is J Mark Football, aka Old Fashioned Football. J Mark, half of the NFC North is eliminated, so you're half happy. <laughs> uh, thoughts on on the weekend, man? Oh man, that Packers game had me nervous, oh, about stressed you. out. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? They're going to go to the <laughs> NFC Championship. Um, and then, I mean, credit to the Packers. They played a hell of a game. But being a Bears fan, I got to poke fun at them. And then at the end, they choke like they always do in the typical Packer way, right? I mean, that's what they do. They have a great season. They get to the playoffs, and then they choke. It doesn't matter if it's Rodgers, Love, whatever. Um, I mean, all kidding aside, they they had a great game. They played very well. They played much more competitively than I expected. So, And then uh, – I don't know the Bucks game. We'll talk about that and how it ended and stuff. But I felt bad for Baker, the way the game ended and everything. Yeah. I felt bad for him. He he played his ass off this year, especially the second half of the season. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, to recap, if you live under a rock, um, uh, Baltimore won the first game, thirty-four to ten. Um, in the nightcap that J Mark's talking about, Niners get it done, twenty-four twenty-one. Lions defeat the Bucks, thirty-one twenty-three. And, of course, the Chiefs get it done once again, 27-24, to set up an AFC title game where Kansas City will head to Baltimore right now, three-and-a-half-point line in Baltimore's favor, um, with an over-under set of 44-and-a-half. On the other side, I'm seeing San Francisco laying six-and-a-half against the Detroit Lions. None of these teams – this these these are not rematches. So I, I thought we may see a rematch, but we this will be the first time – both of these teams or all four of these teams play one another. Um, there are some Super Bowl odds out. Uh, there's uh, over at Circa that have already been released. So we'll talk about Super Bowl futures now that we're in the final four. Um, but let's get right into it and let's let's lay it off in the first game that the only blowout of the weekend, too, by the way. Baltimore cruises 34 10. Um, they complete the season sweep both in Baltimore and week one. They defeated them 25 9, this time 34 10. 
This game was a little bit close. This game is closer though than the than the scoreboard's going to indicate. I mean, this was a 10-10 game at the break, uh 17-10 going in the fourth quarter, but then turnovers ultimately open up this game. Ravens pretty much dominated the box score when you when you dive into it. Um thoughts, man. I mean, the Ravens continue to just be a fucking machine. Yeah, they they definitely are and then I mean, sucks for CJ Stroud to end his season that way with the offense scoring zero touchdowns. Um, that's that's a reflective moment, a thing to look back like we had a good season, but how can we get back to this point and make sure that we don't leave the game scoring zero touchdowns, no matter who, who it's against. Now, I know Baltimore's defense, very, very talented. They are playing at a very high level, but you, you can't make it this far and not score an offensive touchdown. That's uh, That was pretty unfortunate for them. Yeah, I, I, I was just thinking back because I was like, I, they they scored, they they had the fluke, uh, they had the fluke score. It, it was it was the uh, it was the punt return. Stephen Sims yeah. had the punt return. So yeah, you make a good point. They don't score an offensive touchdown. Uh, so all the talk in the offseason about Lamar, he's going to throw the ball more in this new offense. Uh, when, when it came down to winning time, eleven carries, a hundred yards. So Lamar, a one hundred yard rusher, two touchdowns as well. So when in doubt, going back to the well here, bread and butter, just as a team altogether, Baltimore just had so much success on the ground. Um, I mean, they had over 200 yards rushing, five and a half yards of carry, whether it was Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Dalvin Cook got in on the action. They Are the Ravens a front runner for you to win the Super Bowl? I know that technically the odds makers do not make them the, the favorite, Um but are they the favorite in your eyes? I think so. Um, I, I think, you know, Lamar has to stay healthy, obviously, um, in the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. But as long as he's healthy, I think they're they're my favorite. When uh, when playoffs started, I said Ravens, Niners. I know I had some chuckleheads say, oh, pick the two number one seeds. <laughs> Real. That's that's good analysis. Well, Chalk game mark over there. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason they're the number one seeds. That doesn't happen as often as you think. And I, I mean, these, these are two teams that are playing great football, but I definitely think the Ravens have the advantage. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're, they're laying three and a half against the, the, the dynasty or the team yeah. trying to make it a dynasty this year for a reason. So um, Ravens, obviously onto the AFC title game Sunday at three o'clock on the other side. So last year at this time, we had a similar situation Jacksonville came on strong just like Houston did with the young quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. They won a playoff game more dramatic fashion than Houston did. Houston cruised in theirs. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars on were more competitive in their divisional game against the Kansas City Chiefs. How do the Texans avoid what happened to the Jaguars this year? Where it's a young quarterback. Now all of a sudden you're going to have expectations because you're not you're not flying under the radar anymore. You want a playoff game. You're in the final eight. You have a stud Super Bowl or sorry, stud young quarterback in C.J. Stroud um, and a young head coach. How, how do they prevent what happened to Jacksonville to them next year, J. Mark? Yeah, I mean, um, it's just a matter of continuing to play consistent good football. That's what we saw happen with the Jaguars. They stopped playing consistently good football. Trevor Lawrence gets banged up and they still trot him out there and he doesn't look good and kind of loses some games. I feel like because of that injury. Yeah. And then on the off season, I mean, Devin Singletary, Dalton Schultz, and Noah Brown, all free agents on the offensive side. So 
they need to either re-sign those guys, replace them. I think bringing in, if they could bring in one of these top running backs, um, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, those guys are all set to hit the free agency if they're not re-signed by their team. They could get one of those guys. I think that solidifies that offense to continue on pace at where it was. Yeah, and, and like you said, man, on paper, them and uh, and you got to think Jacksonville will bounce back too. Now that they got humbled a little bit, so I think them and Jacksonville are going to be toe to toe for years to come. But I also think with these young teams, it's like it's more of just the mental aspect of it that just because you went on a run this year doesn't mean you're penciled in to go on it the following year. The Bills went to the yeah. AFC title game. In 2020, they have not been back to the AFC title game since, and they have all the talent in the world. And we'll talk about the Bills here in a little bit on this episode. But it's 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 about it's about like you said, playing consistent football, not just believing. Hey, we got there last year. We're going to find a way to do it this year, kind of like what happened with Jacksonville. So, yeah, I, I mean, I like this team. I, I know that it was a hell of a year. I mean, if you're a Texans fan, you're dancing on the moon with Moon off right oh, yeah. now because I mean. If you had said at the beginning of the year you guys would go eleven and eight overall, get to win a playoff game, get to the AFC divisional round, everybody would have signed the hell up. So great year for them. Baltimore continues to roll. Any final thoughts before we move on to the uh, nightcap on Saturday? Uh, no, just shout out to the chat, Michael Huffer, pointing out the Super Bowl logo conspiracy past several yeah. years. The colors in the uh, the Super Bowl have been the teams that have made it, and it's yeah. Ravens Niners this year. And uh, Nick Fortune checking in. I'm sure he was sweating big time with that Niners game. <laughs> yes. And we'll get to the Niners here on the other side. But first, we got to talk about prize picks. Prize picks is a great way to get down stack winners on top of winners with that code SGPN. J Mark, I know you've been looking around um, at, some, at some conference championship. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you got some college basketball stuff. I don't know if you're. You're digging in what you got, what you got on on slate there, but give out a prize picks that you're looking to get down on. Yeah, not a lot of stuff for the NFL yet. Um, I have not dived into the college basketball because I don't know it like you do, and I don't want to make a fool of myself. But uh, I think as soon as the lines drop, as soon as you start seeing them, how can you not take Lamar higher on his rushing total? The way he ran uh, this last week against the Texans, he's going to continue to run especially against a good Chiefs defense. So I'm all over that. I like it. I like it, Lamar. I mean, it's pretty. it's been pretty safe system play is what we'll call it. So get over there. And if Lamar does go down with an injury, we're not rooting for that. They have a reboot policy. So the injury policy is always there over at Prize Picks. And, and you know, it's it's the best, man. Just get over there, prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Code SGPN. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All righty. It's back on the NFL um, gambling podcast. Let's dive into the nightcap. And that is the San Francisco 49ers who are going to be playing the green, who played the green Bay Packers. They, they, they play, they it's the game is over. Um, Niners rally the nine dude the fucking pack I I we we've been wrong shit about the Packers I thought the Cowboys were gonna whip their ass I thought the Niners were gonna run them out of the building but you got to give this young Packers credit they fought and they had the lead for the entire second half but also the Niners in the past would lose this game 
like there's something said, J Mark, in my opinion, of a team that gets tested early in the playoffs where you get kind of that, that monkey off your back. You're coming off the bye week. Debo goes out with an injury in the back of their mind. They're like, Oh God, here we go again with the way the season ended last year with all those injuries. So it's a, uh, yeah, I mean that good win Niners, great season Packers thoughts on a really entertaining Saturday night game. Yeah. I don't have to give credit to the Packers, but I guess <laughs> I will. Um, yeah, no, I mean, <sighs> It's sickening, a uh, youngest team in playoff history since that's been tracked, and they, they played really well. Uh, like you said, we thought they'd lose to the Cowboys. They didn't. They routed the Cowboys, um, and we thought that they would get destroyed by the Niners, and they kept it very close, didn't lose to the very end. So I get, you know, they should be proud of the season they had. They're going to be back at it again next year because they don't have a lot of turnover. There's not a lot of turnover, a little bit in the secondary, Um you can probably tell since I I'm deep into this uh, player turnover because I'm already starting a seven round mock draft for the SGPN. Um, so I got to start looking at that. AJ Dillon, that's really the only guy on offense that is worth much. That's um, a free agent. And I don't know if that's that big of a loss. I mean, you can easily replace his value in my opinion. Got some in the, the secondary, but I think they'll be fine there. So credit to the Packers. Absolutely agree with the point you made that good for the Niners on bouncing back. They overcame the Debo injury. He's 50-50 for next week from what I see. It ended to rally and to win like they did. Uh, I think that said a lot. And and they did it in the hands of their best player, right? CMC. You give him the yeah. ball. doesn't matter if you're down. Run the ball with CMC. Um and he just he's electrifying. So credit to the Niners. I'm I'm glad they won, obviously, as a Bears fan and Packer hater. So uh I hope they can uh top it off by beating the Lions. Take care of the NFC North so I don't yeah. have to hear about it. <laughs> you'll be wearing you'll be wearing Nate. You'll be you'll be wearing Niner gear with Nick Fortune. Uh Brock <laughs> Purdy, solid solid night. I mean, he he missed some throws, but he was under some pressure. 23 of 39, 250, a touchdown. Um Jordan Love, I mean, he obviously he ends with two interceptions, but I thought he played well. I, I thought he he they, they I thought they kind of got kind of got a shit whistle. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I thought the I thought the Niners got the benefit of the whistle, especially on that spot. Um, but I mean, hey, uh, the Niners back to the wall. What are you hearing about Debo? I think Debo is going to be back for the NFC title game, but if he can't go somehow, I mean, I said that about uh, Gabe Davis and then Gabe Davis didn't go on Sunday. They could have used him, yeah. but uh, if they, if he can't go, how do they get creative and, and, and be able to move the football more? Cause they're not the same team without Debo Samuel. Agreed. Nick fortune saying he will be back. I'm seeing 50, 50. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's hard to replace a player like Debo. Um, I think that they're just going to have to trust their their game plan. They're going to have to uh, feed the ball to CMC and uh, rely on George Kittle. I, I feel like they, they did a good job at once Debo went down of looking towards George Kittle. Use some creative ways to get him open because he's a high energy player that, you know, he's He's probably not what you would think of as the most athletic guy like Debo is, but he is a guy that is going to create big plays. He's going to get the team fired up. So I would look in getting him involved in some different ways too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you have to. So um, Niners go to Sunday, play the Detroit Lions, 6.30 kickoff. 
Packers, what do we make of them next year, man? <laughs> Bias take and then unbiased take. Bottom of the north. Um, <laughs> that's my bias take. They'll be back in the mix. Uh, you know, I, I think the Lions are going to be back in the mix. The Packers are going to be back in the mix. I'm hoping the Bears can take the step forward no matter what they do with this offseason and this draft pick. And uh, that kind of leaves odd man out of the Vikings, wondering what they're going to do, especially with Kirk Cousins being a free agent. Uh, I kind of have them ranked fourth. And then probably the Bears are third and the Packers and Lions fighting for that first and second, unfortunately, for the Bears. But uh, this is this is shaping up to be a really competitive division again. You know, we had some competitiveness when it was Packers, Vikings, Bears were kind of doing decent and flipping back and forth. Uh, when it's when the bears had their good defense and everything now i think we're kind of seeing the same thing just i think it's going to be lions packers bears agreed yeah i i i it's going to be an entertaining division like you said man i'm I'm really looking forward to this for the future so uh packers they'll be back like you said rd you know this one will hurt for a little bit because they cannot beat the freaking 49ers that, that's been their kryptonite man they could what are they playing yeah. san fran green bay rogers love far they struggle with the freaking 49ers that's been their kryptonite forever so the niners get the pack again good season overall for the packers though finding a way to get back to the playoffs even without aaron Rodgers. so all right, man, let's go over to the other NFC matchup where the Detroit Lions pulled away 31-23, ended my unders parlay, and I was feeling good at the half, man. It was 10-10. to I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to be 3-0. and I'm probably going to hedge because I'm scared of the Mahomes, Allen, both going off, and they both <laughs> did play well. Uh, Lions offensively, are they can just – they can put drive after drive together with, with all these playmakers, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, obviously Armand St. Brown, he can't guard him, Sam Laporta, uh, Josh Reynolds had a day as well. He had a big run big run on the goal line. Um, they, they're, they're good. There's, there, there's no fluke in them being in the NFC title game. This is not a one-hit wonder. They, they play a good complementary football. They're disciplined under Dan Campbell. And they just keep attacking at you in waves, and and the and the Bucks give the Bucks credit, man. They fought, they fought their ass off, and yeah. they were overmatched, I think, talent wise. But uh, what was your takeaway from this, man? Yeah, no, I agree with the uh, the Lions' offense. It is very good. It's hard to stop, especially when they have so many weapons that can hurt you. I mean, they're making Josh Reynolds relevant again. Mm -hmm. uh, last time he was relevant, it was during a run with Goff for the for the Rams. So I know. I know. Interesting there. Nick Fortune pointing out they did sign Zach Ertz. If he can oh, get up to speed, I mean, that's another good weapon. Uh, their backup tight end is Brock Wright. I think Ertz is a better pass catcher and better uh, person with the ball than Brock Wright is. So that's significant or could be. But, uh, yeah, this Lions team, it is it is good team on offense. I think they, they're decent on defense. I think that's going to be a little bit of their weak spot because they can run the ball easily. They can pass the ball easily. For the Bucks, we kind of talked about it a little before the show started. What was Todd Bowles doing? Oh. Why don't you call a timeout and make them kick a field goal and, and take a chance here? I, yeah. I don't understand that coaching at all. That's a give-up attitude. Yeah, terrible. That, I mean that's that that's bullshit. Uh, that 100%. On and the Lions fucked the the play calling up too. They mm -hmm. they weren't running it down to like one or two seconds. There was going to be 30 seconds left. I mean, yeah. we just saw the other game 
yeah, okay, what was it going to be, a 40-yard field goal? Yeah, he's probably going to make it. It's in a dome. But we just saw Buffalo shit all over themselves, miss a 44-yarder. You never know. I mean, the shit could get blocked. You could run it back for a touchdown. I, yeah. That was the dumbest explanation I've ever seen, especially with your season on the line. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a chance. Two, two five and nine fucking teams that were like, oh, who cares? I mean, come on. And yeah. uh, But, I mean, on the other side, Bulls did do a good job. I will, I will say that. So, um, but yeah, Todd Bowles, hire a fucking uh, clock manager or something. Cause obviously you can't do the math. Uh, what's your take on this team going forward though? They're going to bring back Baker. I would imagine. I mean, I'd be, why would you not? They, they right. went farther this year with Baker than they did with Brady last year. Yeah, I obviously, know, that's crazy. <laughs> he's got a good repertoire with that receiving core. Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. They're just, they're just solid. They're, they'll probably yeah. go nine and eight and nine, nine and eight again, chip on their shoulder. And I think this is a good lesson of why you don't tank. Everybody said the Bucks should just tank this year. And you never know, man. You're you're freaking yeah. one drive away from the NFC title game in a beat up NFC uh conference by the end. Yeah, no, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I've heard them say they want to bring Baker back. They have to re-sign Mike Evans, too, I feel like. You can't let him walk. Yeah. He is too good of a wide receiver. Um, yeah, the the clock management is huge. Or just stop reading into these analytics. I, I think I messaged you about it. I'll tell you what drives me nuts. You're down by 14. You score a touchdown, and you go for two because the analytics say to. Kick the extra point. Because to me, the analytics, they're not factoring in mentality, game mentality. Because if you miss that uh, two-point conversion that you go for, suddenly the other team's got some momentum because they stopped your two-point conversion. And the next time you get the ball, you're not thinking, hey, all we need is the touchdown and the extra point to tie it. You're thinking, hey, we need a touchdown, and then we got to get this two-point conversion to tie it. That The analytics, I don't care what they say. I think that's the stupidest thing. And and we see more and more teams doing it. But I, I just feel like that messes with the players' heads too much. Just kick the extra point. I agree. And... and- I, I think I understand going for it every now and then, but I think, and we talked about this with like the Falcons and Redskins when this happened. I, the analytics is not the same with Desmond Ritter as it is Patrick Mahomes. It's <laughs> the analytics true. are not the same with Baker Mayfield as Josh Allen. Like context yeah. matters. You got to look at who your quarterback is, who your offense is. Tampa Bay's not an explosive offense. So their percentage of getting it probably. Uh, they they said it, it was over 50. I don't think he, they had over a 50% chance of getting it. I think it was probably in the 40s. They're not a good offensive team. So I, I agree with you 100%. I, and they they remember, they won the playoff game, or they got in the playoffs because they won 9 nothing. This had been a defensive <laughs> dominant right. team where they moved the ball a little bit against the worst defense in the NFL with the Eagles. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was out of character and it was forced. I agreed with you. If, if I have Mahomes or Allen, then I may go for it because I'm like, right. yeah, I'm going to get this 60% of the time, and then I can win it on an extra point. I know I'm at least going to get one of them with, with Mahomes and Allen. Yeah, and, and no offense to nerds because I am a bit of a nerd, but uh, when did why does this make sense? I, I heard the announcers explaining it. They're like, well, the two-point conversion, you have like a 50-some percent chance of making it. And the extra point, it's only 80% chance of making both. So that's why you go for two is a, that doesn't make any sense. You're uh-huh. taking the worst odds and saying, oh, this is better. It's not. I don't I don't get it. It drives me nuts. If you want to go for two at the end of the game after instead of tying it, that I completely get. I completely get like, hey, 
we drove down the field. We can either tie it with an extra point or we can go for two for the win. I get that part. But when you're down by 14 and you score, I just kick the extra point. Make it a seven-point game. I agree. Drives me nuts. <laughs> I agree. I, yeah, I like to make it the last play of the game. So, yeah. so you have a chance to walk it off. The other team tightens up a little bit. So, um, yeah, uh, wild, wild game. Uh, Lions survive 31-23. Lions go to San Francisco like we talked about. Tampa Bay, we'll see what happens. A lot of, a lot of potential changes. A lot of question marks. Todd Bowles did a good job, even though he had a freaking egg of a coach at the end of that game. So, all right, before we go over the final game, we got to talk about Cut because it is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based in legal 40 states. Head over to Cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit today. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, game lines. Research all the NFL, NBA, soccer with historical data and stats. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame Bets or visit HOFBets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with the Hall of Fame Bets. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Every 15% off in the store now until the end of the month. Promo code PLAYOFFS. Uh, and we're competing against one another is for the bonus. So get over there, support the NFL gambling podcast or the old fashioned football or the college experience. All righty. We're back on the NFL gambling podcast. We don't have any NFL merch stores. So, right. I don't think so. So, yeah. so go, go to the store, buy uh, the college experience and the old fashioned football. Help us both. Yes. Help <laughs> us help you. That's it, right. You know, it goes a long way. A little, little cash. It's good. So, all righty, man. Let's get to the finale. And I'm still depressed at this game. <laughs> Kansas City beats Buffalo again in the playoffs, 27-24. Buffalo. Is this the most? Like, last year was painful losing to Cincinnati, I think. I think this one is by far the most painful, even more than 13 seconds, because 13 seconds was in Arrowhead. This one, you had them at home. You had the game. I mean, Stefan did catch the fucking ball. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Um, you got a field goal. That just... I, I, I hurt for Bill fans today. I really wanted them to win. I wanted to end the Mahomes, Kelsey, Swifty era uh, for this season. But you, the fucking Chiefs, man, they're like the new Patriots. They just grit, grind, and, and find ways to fucking win. They can't count them out. That's my takeaway. Yeah, we messaged each other, and I said, you cannot be the diva wide receiver that Stephon Diggs is, running right. his mouth all Bitch. the time, bitching about stuff, and miss that catch yeah. right through his hands. And then he turns around, and he's like, oh, there's close. It's like, Dude. it doesn't matter how close. You got to catch that. How? Oh, how? I mean, and then you got Marquez Valdez Scantling on the other side of the ball, actually catching the ball this time. What happened? Unreal. <laughs> and then Sheerfield should have caught that ball. Yeah. I yep, mean, uh, Allen, you, you feel for Allen. He played well. He he had a couple mistakes. He and 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 one other thing, I know they were they're scarred. They're scarred from the 13 seconds two years ago. Yeah. But I felt like when they when they got the ball into Kansas City territory, 
they got conservative as shit because they're like, we have to score at the very, very last second. And yeah. they ran the ball, then they tried to take a shot, and then actually, you know, it was third and ten. It just felt like they they had the Chiefs on their heels before the three, four minute mark, and then it's like, hey, we gotta slow down. Mm-hmm. I, I know you I know you don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes, but if you give the ball back to Mahomes you're up four instead of three, like two years ago. And your defense right. had just actually got to stop. And that game two years ago, you had gotten to stop. I think you got to go freaking pedal to the metal, man. I, I think you you score. You, don't worry about the time. Because, all right, if Mahomes goes down and scores, you get the ball back to Allen again. And, and, yeah. and, and then you're only down three. So I just – I thought they got really conservative, and then they got tight because of it. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it felt like – they went through this mentality of, oh, we need to be conservative. And then, shit, this isn't working. And then they switched it, right? Because then yeah. they were trying big plays. And I think you got to do one or the other. You either have to stay conservative and continue to run the ball every damn play and then kick the field goal, or you put your foot on their throat, which I agree with you. That's what they should have done. And you go just drive down and score the touchdown. You don't alter your game plan. You stick with what's been working the whole damn game because they had been moving the ball fairly well. So, yeah, I agree. That was a a coaching error, a a decision that they made a mistake on for sure. Um, Easy to say, obviously, for us here behind the microphones and post-game. But I think you – I don't like getting conservative at any point in a match, in a a game. I think, you know, you play to win all the time. You you try to beat the other team. If you're running up the score, fuck it, then they should stop you. Um, you know, the whole Arthur Smith thing, when he was all pissed that the score got ran up, I, I had no sympathy. It's like, fuck it. Stop him. If you're going to be pissed about it, like it doesn't bother me. But, uh, so I don't like this conservative angle that they took. Then, like I said, it seemed like they changed their mind. I, I don't know. That was a terrible way for the game to end. I feel for Josh Allen, feel for, for Bill's fans. Cause you're right. This was their opportunity. Next year, I believe Allen's contract goes to like 40-some million. So now it's a little bit harder to put pieces around him to keep this going. They have some turnover on offense and on defense. This is going to get harder for them, not easier. So this was their this was their opportunity, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, man. Do they do they need to move on from McDermott? That that freaking fake punt call was atrocious. To Demar yeah, Hamlin, are you kidding me? Demar <laughs> Hamlin, the guy that fucking died, almost died of a heart attack. That's your fucking <laughs> trick play. I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? If you're gonna go for it, just keep Josh Allen out there. You're only putting the ball in his hands because you're trying to create a great headline. That's all oh, it is. My God, what, I, what I, other I, logic I, is there to having him run that ball? There is no. I almost chucked my beer across the room. I was so pissed when I saw it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? On fourth and five, you're going to fake it yeah. with Damar Hamlin of all people? I, I, you know, I know McDermott's been great for that fan base. I don't think they're going to win with him. I, I and, and Bill's fans are, hate this guy because he tormented them for 20 plus years. I would go get Bill Belichick right now. You have the talent. Yeah. You have a guy that's proven a proven winner. He, mentally, I think he puts him over the edge. He's a better head coach than Sean McDermott. That, nobody can tell yeah. me that Sean McDermott is a better fucking coach than Bill Belichick. They're fucking smoking dope if they say that. So <laughs> I, uh, I, that's what I would do. I, I think I, I bring him, bring him Belichick, and I, and I think you bring McDaniel's in to 
to uh, to help him with, with Josh Allen and continue to grow. Because one thing about McDaniels, McDaniels is a fucking hell of an offensive coordinator. He's not he, he's a terrible head coach. You got to get that out of your mind. But offensive coordinator, I mean, he got Mac Jones to a Pro Bowl and d- did it for years with Tom Brady. So um, that's my two cents. And and, and shout out Munoz in the chat. Diggs may have dropped the ball. I hate Diggs. <laughs> I mean, all he does is bitch. And then in the biggest moment, they have a chance to beat the Chiefs. Josh Allen soars one through the air, threw it like 70 yards through the wind, and it hits Diggs in stride, and he drops. I'm like, man, fuck this guy. I'm just, and I talked about it in the pregame. I said, this guy, I don't trust him in big games. He's too too much of a freaking diva for me. And yep. he costs him. He costs him big time. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. That wasn't on Josh Allen at all. Perfect pass. And, yeah, you bring up a good point with McDermott. I think that um, they really need to look hard at that because – what more is he going to do for the team at this point? Like, I feel like he's probably reached his ceiling with the team. Right. So I think the only option, because you're not getting rid of Josh Allen, you're you're not cutting him or trading him or whatever. So I think McDermott's the one you got to point the finger at and say, okay, this is what we need to change. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, man, you're in a window. There's a guy out there that's in a window. that's, That's got six rings. He kicked trash for 20 years. He knows the AFCs. He knows how to win playoff games in the cold in the AFCs. He's beating Andy Reid. He's beating Patrick Mahomes in cold games in January. Uh, that's that. That's what I would call. Hey, yep. apparently all he all he needs is a really good quarterback, and and he'll win. So <laughs> I, I think Josh Allen fits the bill. But they, yeah. I, I think that they're tormented from Belichick that they wouldn't go that route. But that's what I would do, man. I think it's a no brainer. Um, yeah, for sure. So. Well, all right, what are we doing with Kansas City? By the way, I like Jason Kelsey now. Now that he's like retired from the Eagles and I don't have to deal with him, I fucking love that guy. <laughs> he's fucking getting out there, jumping. How did how did he not bust his ass when he jumped down? That, uh, those bleachers, those metal bleachers were icy. He jumps down. He's 300 pounds. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, shirtless. It was, and then they did, this, they did the close-up of uh, uh, Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. And then in the background, Jason Kelsey just pounding a beer shirtless in the suite. <laughs> like, this guy's awesome. He's uh, he's going to be really good now that he's retired and uh, whatever he does. I, I would assume media. And now I'm hearing that he might not actually be retired. He said that in the uh, heat of the moment and may come back. So you might have just praised no, an Eagles no. player. All right. I fucking hate him again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, as, and as somebody who has broken their tailbone, that was a dangerous move by him. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't want to you know, hit the bleachers like that. Just saying, but, uh, yeah, he was fun to watch. Um, I, I, my father-in-law texted me and he said, is this a new beer commercial? I feel like this is a beer commercial coming on <laughs> just him in the background, chugging and partying. Um, but yeah, I, as far as the chiefs, I think you I think the question before that was what do we what do we do with the Chiefs now? Um I I don't think they can beat the Ravens. I didn't think they could beat the Bills. True. I feel like I said this about every Patriots team, like late in Brady's career. I was like, this team isn't that good this year. And then the True. culture, the pressure. Baltimore has a track record of choking with Lamar. I I I hope Baltimore wins, but is it going to shock me if fucking Kansas city grinds out another one by like a field goal? They're used to winning close. Yeah. 
and then and then we'll have to deal with you know what for two weeks so yeah we'll, we'll talk about it we'll preview it on sunday uh dive into the matchups j mark let's uh let's dive into the updated super bowl odds we'll see what happens with the bills like we said um but all right so reading off the updated odds i just had it up and now i can't find it i believe it was san francisco here we go hold on nfl Futures. Still the favorites. Yeah, I think I think it's San Francisco, and, and you probably asked how because they beat uh or Baltimore blew them out on Christmas, but they're a three-point favorite, or sorry, they're a six and a half point favorite versus a three and a half point favorite. Um looking at it right now, I'm seeing San Francisco plus 155 is the best odds I can find. Baltimore two to one best odds, Kansas City plus four fifty. Detroit eight to one. Knowing what you know now, you got one, or are you staying away? Uh, I'm still on the Ravens. Um, I know they have a tough test with with Mahomes, but being in Baltimore, there, I I do think they're going to win. Uh, it would be really interesting just to put a little twist, take it away from these favorites here. How good for the Midwest, my Midwest here, would it be if it was Casey and Detroit in the Super yeah. Bowl? Um, that would be really interesting, especially, like I said, for, for the Midwest folk like myself. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm sticking with the the Ravens here, though. It's It's still plus money. It's just harder than when we originally talked about it. By the way, I do want to say last, I think it was last Monday, I gave out Every team in the divisional round to score a touchdown and a field goal at seven to one, that fucker hit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even cl- well. I guess the Texans made it close, but yeah, yeah they made it close. Yeah, yeah. But they still got their touchdown. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, How about you? Who who you riding with? Kansas City. Yeah, I. They it's hard. To- they got that Brady Belichick freaking voodoo magic. They just yeah. they're gonna get every bounce. They 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 aren't scared to go anywhere now that they got that road playoff victory off their off their back. They got the best quarterback. They got the best tight end. They got the best coach. Their defense is playing really well. I mean, it like San Francisco. Let's just rewind to when San Francisco played Kansas City. San Francisco was dominating the game, and then all of a sudden you blink, and Patrick Mahomes just went Patrick Mahomes, and they 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 ran off three touchdowns in a row. I feel like they could do yeah. the same thing with Baltimore. I think if they get by Baltimore, I'd be surprised if they lost the Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs to beat San Francisco, looking at six and a half to one right now. That probably would be my combo. I don't think the Lions are going to win in San Francisco. Yeah, same. Though. So. I'm going, so I guess I'll go San Francisco and I'll just be a Swifty for the last two weeks. <laughs> going to party now, better late than ever, I guess. They they took <laughs> they, they took all my fucking futures. I had all these Bills futures, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking win this shit. And then fucking Stefan Diggs and Sean McDermott fucked me. So, oh well, J Mark. Yeah, um, I mean the NFL, they want. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift kissing under the confetti, right? That's that's the best PR. And She's going to make rich. some uh, appearance at the halftime show, waiting for that now. I mean, and then he's going to retire. Yeah, I I think Travis Kelsey's closer to retirement than people think. Yeah, I the report I saw today is it's probably going to happen. So, really, could be a send off for old uh, 
old Kelsey here. Crazy. The fix is in. I'm on to it. I might as well make some money <laughs> off it. There you All go. right, guys. That does it. Another edition for the divisional recap. We're back later in the week to dive into conference championship Sunday. Be here before we know it. The NFL never stops. Neither does the old-fashioned football. What do we got going on over there, J-Mark? Yeah, we're recapping the 2023 season and seeing, like, of the, the top 12 finishes, who do we think will carry over into next year and stay in that top 12? That's uh, on Wednesday. We got distiller interviews, five distiller interviews coming up, I think. Yeah, five different ones. So check that out. Always a fun time. And, and they're from all over the place. We got Iowa, Oregon, Texas, California, and the official whiskey of the Denver Broncos Breckenridge Distillery. So come check us out and listen, learn some about some whiskey. Learn about that whiskey, baby. All right, everybody. Um, that'll do it for another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast. Go check out the college experience. Going live here on the Big 12 experience here in 12, uh, 10 minutes. We got college basketball openers tomorrow. We got to hit the numbers, beat the market before it moves, and let's go, baby. Another, another week in the books. We'll see you guys later in the week to talk conference championship. And don't forget to let it ride.